Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Thursday, April 29th. Only one more day in the month of April here in the year 2021. Hard to believe April's going to be gone and we're going to be in May. Pretty soon we'll be halfway through the year. Uh, with the completion of April, we're a third of the way through the year. So that's pretty amazing. Anyway, glad to have you along. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. And as you know, on Thursdays, we play a Western. And today we are going to play an episode of The Six Shooter that was first broadcast January 24th in 1954. It's a good story. It's called Helen Bricker. It stars, of course, James Stewart, Lillian Bieff, uh, Ken Christie, Herb Vigran, uh, Parley Bear, and Will Wright. And it's a story about uh, a woman. Actually, her name is Helen Bricker Stark because she is a married woman now and her last name is Stark and it ends up that uh, the fellow she married many years ago against her father's wishes uh, ended up being a very craven criminal and a murderer in the old west and he is scheduled to hang and not only do the townspeople not care about much about Mr. Billy Stark the convicted criminal who's about to die but they don't have much feeling for her widow, or his widow, excuse me, her widow, the widow of Billy Stark. And that's what our story's about tonight. It's a good one. It's a really good one. The sound quality on this is not, I, I, most of the six shooters, the sound quality is not as great as I'd like. It's very listenable. And uh, there's not a lot of static or anything like that, but I like that crystal clear sound quality. But I also like the six shooters an awful lot so if we want to hear these episodes this is what we get but like i said it's very listenable easy to understand and there's not a lot of interruptions you'll like it so go over there and get your uh, get your feet extended uh, stretch out a little bit uh, get yourself a little refreshment because starting right now we're going to listen to the six shooter from january 1954 and the name of the episode is helen bricker
The NBC Radio Network presents James Stewart as the Six Shooter, a transcribed series of radio dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. Post office at Yellowcrest was in Jim Pincher's general store. Oh, it was just a piece of planking and some wooden cubby holes over the one side between the soda cracker barrel and the jug's apple cider. And when the store was crowded, you couldn't expect to get much mail service, but you couldn't blame Jim for that. It's just like he said, he made his profit on selling groceries and staples, and the post office was just sort of a convenience for the folks in town. Well, anyway, I'd been out on the range about three, four months, so I thought maybe a letter might be turning up. Not that I was expecting to hear it from anybody in particular, but, oh, well, it's, it's about my time to get some mail. I usually receive about three letters a year, oh, four, or maybe some years, but that's not counting the catalogs either. That's just a letter. Nope, I'm sorry, Britt. It just ain't got a thing for you. Mm. Well, I thought I might as well make sure while I was in town. Sure, sure. I'm real glad you dropped by. How are things with the foster outfit? First right, Jim. First right. Well, maybe by the time the roundup's over, I'll have some mail for you. Deliveries are usually a little heavier then. Why, one day last September, I got in six letters. No. It's the truth, help me. Six letters. And it was all for the people right here in Yellowcrest. Oh, treat yourself to some of them conquered grapes there, Brett. It's, uh, they're real sweet and juicy. Oh, oh thanks, yeah. Much obliged. Oh, my... Oh. Sure. Hey, these are good. Mm. Yeah, they're the best I've seen in a long time. Oh, well, ladies are fixing preserves. That's why my wife's always... Well, she's already on about... Oh. The woman who just come in was tall... Kind of gray-haired, deep frown wrinkles in her forehead, and big blue saucer eyes. They had black circles all around her. She didn't look my way. As a matter of fact, she didn't seem to be looking anywhere. She just stared straight ahead and resting the palms of her hands against the mail counter. I'd like my mail, please. No mail. You sure? No mail, I said. Well, there must be something by now. Maybe you didn't look... Say, uh, Britt, did I show you the new supply of holsters I got in? Come on over here where you can get a good look at them. Not that they're fancy enough for that revolver of yours, but they're sure pretty. Good quality, too. They... Hey, just... Go... Just... What's going on here, Jim? Hmm? Well, that lady was in here. You treated her like she had the plague or something. You mean you didn't recognize her, Britt? No. No, I can't say it's a dead. Helen Bricker. Strad Bricker's girl. Helen Bricker? Why, that, that's not... Uh, guess we ought to be calling her Mrs. Billy Stark, but right? Yeah. Well, excuse me, Jim. I want to see if I can catch up with her. Thanks for the great. Now, wait a minute, Britt. The folks in Yellowcrest don't like the idea. Hey, Helen! Hey, Helen! Helen, hold up a second here. Hey, Liz. What's the matter with you, Helen? You getting stuck up or something? Stuck up? Well, you remember me, don't you? Sure. I remember you, Britt. Well, but back there in the store, you didn't so much as give me a nod. I didn't hear you falling all over yourself with good mornings either. Uh-huh. Well, I... To tell you the truth, 
I just didn't recognize you. Not right off the bat. Not that you've changed very much or anything, but, well, you, it's been quite a spell. Your since, mouth you know. is the wrong shape for lying, Britt. You couldn't fool a horsefly. Well, I, I don't know what you mean, Helen. So I haven't changed, have I? Gray hairs, wrinkles so deep you can feel the bones behind them. Yeah, well, maybe your hair is sort of lightened up here and there, but that doesn't... Britt, I'm an old woman. I was 27 last April. But I'm an old woman. Oh, now, Helen. Well, here's my buckboard. Goodbye, Britt. Thanks for speaking to me. Thanks for speaking to... What, what the Sam Hill do you mean, Helen? Hadn't you heard? The good citizens of Yellow Crest don't waste their words on Billy Stark's wife. They're not going to like the idea of you walking down the street with me, neither. Oh, now you're doing a little exaggerating, Helen. Am I? Well, well now, where are you living now? Cabin out the end of town by South Creek. The one my father built when I was a girl, remember? Oh, sure, sure. By the way, how is Strad? I don't know. I haven't seen him since I come to Yellowcrest last month. Oh? He sent word I could have the cabin. Nobody's living there anyhow. But I wasn't to come near our house or try to get in touch with him. Not for as long as I live. Get up there, Jean. Seeing it was almost noon, I thought I might as well wander over to the hotel and have some dinner. I was just passing Sheriff Ritter's office when I got the dog gone, just pain in the right foot. Wow. Gee, for a minute I thought I'd broken something. Every time I put my weight down on it, it was just like somebody was driving a spike up in it. Oh. Oh, for Pete's sake, why didn't I didn't think of that before. It was a spike. <laughs> yeah. That's what was poking up through my heel. It was a spike. Something the matter, Britt? Huh? Oh, oh, hello, Bud. I reckon my boot needs a little repair. Better take it over to Seth Jenkins. He'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah, I guess I had. Say, hey, where'd that star on your chest come from? Were you you taken over for Sheriff Ritter or something? <laughs> Temporary, Britt? Yes, sir. He's gone over to Salt Center for a few days, visiting some relatives from back east. Left me his deputy while he's gone. I say. Oh, nice bumping into you. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, say, uh, uh, Brad. Yeah? Uh, wasn't you just talking to Helen Bricker over by the general store? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, um, uh, Brett, uh, we'd uh, appreciate it if you didn't act too uh, friendly towards her. Oh? She shouldn't have come back here in the first place. She must have known how the town feel about it. Mm-hmm. Because of her being married to... Uh, sure, Brett. You don't blame us, do you? Well, I... Oh, I know she was young when she run off with him, and he hadn't turned into an out-and-out killer yet, but she didn't have to stick with him, did she? Why, even after he robbed a bank right here in her own hometown and killed Dave Fletcher, she still didn't make a move towards leaving him. Leastways, they was together when the marshal captured him a couple of months later. Mm, well, I did hear about Star being arrested, but I... I didn't get too many of the details, I yeah, think. it was over at Junction City. They'd been living there on and off, using another name, of course, and pretending to be real respectable. Is that so? Yeah, but somebody tipped off Marshal Shaw, one of Billy's own boys, probably. And the Marshal took him without firing a shot. He's up at Fort Bryan now, and if you ask me, she ought to be there, too, waiting to be hung right along with him. Well, when's the hanging supposed to take place? This week sometime. The day ain't certain. Leastways, we ain't had word from Fort Bryan yet. I see. Doggone it, Britt. Dave Fletcher was a fine man. Why, if it hadn't been for him and his bank, like as not there wouldn't even be a town here. Yeah, yeah, that's true enough. Every time I see Helen riding around with her head up in the area, it just galls me. Why, even her own father won't have nothing to do with her. 
A guy like that married to a fellow who's murdered 10, 12 men, maybe. Nobody knows how many for sure. And yet she'd come back here as big as life as if she owned a place, not asking anybody's buy or leave. Well, Yellow Crest's her hometown, you know. I guess she's got a right to stay here if she wants to. There's not much anybody can do about that. Maybe there ain't. Maybe there is. Uh-huh. Hey, what? Hmm? Look at that. Uh, who in the thunder stirring up all that dust? Uh, he sure must be in a hurry. Look at him. Yeah, look. Oh. Look. Looks like Tim Slater. Well, if it is, he's just back from Fort Bryant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Tim, all right. Uh, Tim! Tim, Tim, what's the news? They're stringing him up tonight, Buck. It's official. Well, what time? 11 o'clock. It was already testing the gallows when I left. Hmm? Hmm? Well, there you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd better see to having this boot fixed. So long, Buck. Put this heel on just did not know his trade. No reason why a nail should come through the inside. The heel's been put on proper. Who made these boots for you anyway, Brick? Well, uh, let's see now. Let's uh, come to think of it. Uh, I believe you did. Huh? <laughs> well, well, didn't you? You know darn well I didn't. Do you think I can't recognize my own work? Well, I don't Why, know. I never turned out a pair of boots like this even when I was apprenticed. Now, tell me the truth. Where'd you get him? <laughs> the general store over White Corner. <laughs> I thought so. Yes, sir, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Ready-made, that's what they are. Well, I could tell the second I seen them. No wonder you got a nail in your foot. The idea. Brit Ponsett wearing ready-made boots. Well, you know, sometimes it's very hard to find a good bootmaker. Well, I'm here, ain't I? Been here over 15 years. All right, all right, Seth. The next pair I get, you can make them for me. How's that? People had learned better than to put their trust in machines. Here. See how this feels now. Mm-hmm. Nice. No. Oh, it looks like I've got a hole in my sock. Well, sure, that don't come as any surprise to me. Never run into a cowpoke yet who didn't have holes in his stocking. Go on, stand on it. Oh, all right. Jump up and down. What do you mean? Go ahead, jump up and down. Don't feel a thing, do you? No, no, not a thing. Took a human being to get that heel on right, not no machine. You're right, you're right, Seth, you're right, all right. Oh, that's fine. What do I owe you? Yeah. <laughs> I ought to charge you double for having to work on ready-made, but since you give me your word you'll order your next pair from me, why, I'll stick my regular prices. Ten cents. Oh, uh, it's more than worth it. Here you are. Thank you. Yeah, gonna be quite a doings tonight, I reckon. How's that? Tim Slater come by with the news just before you dropped in. You mean about Billy Stark? Yeah. We're meeting at Buck Thompson's house, but I don't suppose you'll want to get mixed up in it, Britt. Mixed up in what, sir? Why, running that wife of Billy's out of town. You knew about it, didn't you? Tim said he seen you talking to Buck. Yeah, I was talking to him all right. Well, didn't he tell you how we're going to show Helen Bricker, uh, Helen Stark, that she ain't exactly welcome to stay in Yellowcrest? No, I guess he didn't think I'd be interested We've been waiting until we were sure about that hanging. Figured we'd get rid of one Stark while the state's getting rid of the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helen isn't going to be very easy to convince. Burning that cabin where she's staying ought to do the trick. What? I reckon she won't have much choice after that. And seeing as how her own father won't let her live with him, I imagine she might have a little trouble finding somebody else to take her in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well... 
Thanks for fixing my boots, Seth. Feel just like new. About four o'clock in the afternoon when I got out to Strad Bricker's house. It's a big, comfortable two-story place on Second Street. Green shutters. Front porch painted kind of gray shade. The two white cast iron deer stand on the front lawn. One a little smaller than the other. Yes? Oh, hello, Britt. Hello, Strad. Yeah, mind if I come in? No, no, of course not. Strad was a big man, a couple inches over six feet, must have weighed, oh, 230, I suppose. None of it was fat, either. Hair was white, white as snow, and a thick brush mustache and fell down over his upper lip. He didn't look old, though, not for his years, not unless you happened to get a glimpse of his eyes. And they were sort of dull and faded. They didn't jump all around the room the way they did the last time I saw him. I heard you were in Yellowcrest, Britt. Jim Pincher was telling me down at the store. Yeah, I stopped by to see if there's any mail. Sit down. Thanks. Uh, you're looking well, Strad. Real well. I stay about the same. What can I do for you, Britt? Uh, I uh, ran into Helen this morning. Uh, she sure has changed a lot, hasn't she, Strad? Not so. Uh, you haven't seen her yourself? No. Uh-huh. Well, it seems kind of funny. You both live in the same town. Red, if you've come to try and fix things up between us, you're wasting your time. Oh, no. No, no. It's none of my business. I know that. I told her he was no good before she married him, I told her. But she knew more than anybody else. She wouldn't listen to me. Well, I... I guess sometimes it's pretty hard to see a person's faults when you're in love with them. That ain't my concern. Oh, it must be pretty hard on Helen. Everybody blaming her for what her husband did, not even willing to give her the time of day when they meet her on the street. If she don't like it, she's free to leave. No, she wasn't complaining, Strad. I I don't think I ever heard a bricker complain my whole life. She ain't a bricker. She's Billy Stark's wife. Well, anyway, about her leaving town... It may be that she won't have much choice about the matter. Billy Stark's being hung at 11 o'clock tonight, and some of the boys are planning to burn Helen out at the same time. They already told me about it, Britt. They told you? What are you... And you're not, you're not going to try and stop them? That cabin on South Creek ain't worth worrying about. Well, Helen isn't worth worrying about either, huh? Is that it? There probably won't be any violence. If there is, it's the sheriff's job to prevent it. Oh, now, Sheriff Ritter's out of town. You know that. If he was here, he wouldn't let those fellows get near that cabin. He's left a deputy. Buck Thompson's one of the gang that's fixing to do the burning. She don't belong to Yellowcrest. This ain't her home. Not anymore. Better go someplace else. If she needs money, all she has to do is send word to me. Why, she'd never take money from you, Strad. Then let her say she was wrong. Let her come to me and say she's sorry she ever laid eyes on Billy Stark. Let her ask me to forgive her. Maybe then I'll care what happens to her. Maybe then I'll care. You're wasting your time, Britt. No matter what anybody says, no matter what they try to do, I'm not leaving Yellowcrest. Well, with 
With Sheriff Ritter away, there's no lawman here to protect you, Helen. I can protect myself. It's after 10, Britt. You better get out before they come. Well, all right. Britt. Huh? Don't worry about me. I'll be all right. I got a Winchester rifle and I know how to use it. Oh, hello, Helen. I'll kill the first person who comes near this cab and I mean it, Britt. Oh, you couldn't kill anybody. Couldn't I? I'm Billy Stark's wife, remember? I, I remember. Sure, I remember. And there's a chance Yellow Crest might forget it someday, but if there's any gunplay here tonight, they never will. I don't expect him to forget. I married Billy. Nobody forced me to. And I don't expect no favors now. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, good night. Ah, yeah, it looks like they're bringing torches. I told you to leave before they got here. Now, you just let that rifle stay where it is, Helen. You, you can get out the back way, and I'll, I'll stall them off. I you... never thought I'd hear Britt Ponson advise nobody to run from a fight. You never saw me walk right into one, did you? Mr. Stark, we'll give you just two minutes to get out of that cabin. I'm giving you lesson not to get off my property. This here property belongs to Stradbreaker. Ain't yours, you're no breaker anymore. I'll show you who I am. Let go, Britt. Now, now you're so set and staying inside here. Now you stay. You got one more minute. I don't want you taking my part, Britt. It's those crazy fools out there I'm worried about, not you. Now this is your last chance. Okay, boys, bring up that torches. That cabin ought to be drying up to make a real warm fire. You're right about that, Buck. What are you doing out here, Britt? Now, you better be careful about how you hold that torch, Jim. What's the matter? You afraid he'll set something on fire? <laughs> Come on, Brett. Now, you just get out of the way. This ain't none of your concern. I got a horse stabled in this town, and he concerns me. A horse? What are you talking about? You got a loco, Brett? You you start a fire here tonight, and like it's not, you'll burn down the whole town. He's loco, all right. The wind's from the wrong direction. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Maybe punch a trade. Oh, shut up. Now, listen, this way can change any time. Sometimes it changes real fast with a quick blow-up like this. Yeah. And it might start raining, too. Then the fire go out. Yeah. Come on. Come on, boys. Come on. Don't leave right. you Now, hold on. I said I was concerned about my horse, Buck. I wouldn't want anything to happen to my horse because of you. You threatening me. Now, 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 now. Hold, hold on a minute, Buck. We don't want no serious trouble out here. Now, just take it easy, both of it. Look here. I'm the deputy sheriff, Britt. You pull a gun on me and I'll throw you in jail. It's not against the law to carry a rifle, is it? I'd feel better if you put it down. Drop it. Look. We're not here, boys. Britt. I mean business. Hey, wait. Not here, Bob. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm? You feel that wind now? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's changing. It, it's swinging around. It'll be coming from the south. Yeah, well, not. You're imagining things. Imagination, nothing. Get them torches buried, boys. Now, wait a minute. You listen to me. No, my house is just down the hill from here. I'm not going to have it burned out. Well, Buck, you still want me to drop the rifle? You just remember one thing, Britt. There'll be other nights when there ain't no wind. I reckon there will, Buck. I reckon there will. Well, you'll have to 
to get this window fixed, Helen. New pane of glass and some pot air. That's about all you'll need. It don't matter, Britt. Fixing it's probably a waste of time anyhow. Oh? I heard what Buck said. About there being other nights. He was right. Oh, I don't know. You can get folks all worked up about something once, maybe, but they usually come around to their senses before they go off half-cocked again. Besides, when Sheriff Ritter gets back to town, he'll keep things under control. The hands of the clock had touched 11. 11 o'clock meant that Billy Stark... Well, well, that's the time they'd set. I didn't know what Helen would do, how she'd take it. But I sure didn't expect her to get a kind of a relaxed expression on her face. Why... Why, she looked almost like she was relieved to know that it was over. Ten years I was married to Billy. Ten years is a long time, Britt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why... Why'd you stick it out, Helen? You couldn't have gone on loving him after you found out what he was after he turned outlaw. Love him? Every minute of the day, every day of the year, I hated Billy Stark. Well, I, if you felt that way... I made a bargain. Of my own free will. Oh, he was wild when I married him, but I thought he'd settle down. Lots of young fellas is wild, Britt. Yeah? Dad told me I'd regret it. Said I'd be sorry all the rest of my life. Said it so often. Well, maybe that's one of the reasons I just went ahead. Just to spite him. And afterwards, when Billy became a killer, I just couldn't come crawling back and admit that Dad had been right. I don't know why. I, I just couldn't. Uh-huh. Besides, I knew that someday they'd get Billy. Another outlaw would come along. A marshal. Or he'd pick the wrong gunfight. It was bound to happen. Someday they'd get him, even if I had. If you had to what? Nothing, Britt, nothing. Well, I'll be doggone. So you're the one that tipped them off, huh? It wasn't one of Billy's gang, it was you. I don't know what you mean. Well, now, you, you said I wasn't much good at lying, Helen. Well, you're just no good at all at it. You're wrong, Britt, you're dead wrong. I am, huh? All right. I'll admit it to you. I was the one. But you gotta promise me you won't tell nobody. Oh, you're afraid of Billy's friends, ain't it? Friends? Billy didn't have any. Yeah, well well then why don't you want folks to find out what you did? They'd change their whole attitude toward you. Your father, think of him. Well, you'd feel entirely different. It's my life, Britt. It don't concern nobody else. Not even Dad. That's the way I was brought up. That's the way Strad Bricker brought me up. And I'm his daughter. I'm Helen Bricker. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you are. Well, I haven't been back to Yellow Crest, not for, oh, five, six months. 
So I don't know whether Helen is still living out in that cabin, still holding to herself, or whether the folks have kind of softened to her by now. Of course, it's possible that somebody told him about her and Billy, about what she did to have him captured and so on, but I haven't mentioned it, but, you know, it's pretty hard to keep a secret like that. Anyway, like I said, I... I don't know what's happened to Helen Breaker. Not for sure. The Six Shooter is a transcribed NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is based on a character created by Frank Burt and is written by him. Mr. Stewart may soon be seen in the Universal International picture, The Glenn Miller Story. Others in the cast were Lillian Baeff, Ken Christie, Herb Bygren, Parley Bear, and Will Wright. Special music for this program was by Basil Adlam, and the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. John Wall speaking. Here Sunday at home on the NBC Radio Network. Pretty good character study. Both the father and the daughter were just too proud. Lillian Bayef played the uh, the title role of Helen Bricker, and Will Wright played her father Strad Bricker, and uh, both of them were very accomplished uh, actors in Hollywood. Lillian Bayef did a lot of radio. You'll hear her on a lot of the shows from the 50s. Always kind of a straight role. She always plays just like a female lead type role. She doesn't play real characters like uh, Virginia Gregg and uh, Jeanette Nolan used to do. But she was very good. She left us in 2001. Will Wright, on the other hand, always played the, the, the surly old guy. And he must have had uh, three or four hundred credits for TVs and film. And uh, from what I read, he made over 5,000 appearances on radio shows. And that wouldn't surprise me. I'm trying to think where you might know him from. He played Dick Van Dyke's father on the Dick Van Dyke show. On one, It was just one episode, but it was a memorable episode. Maybe you recall. He died uh, fairly young. He was only in his uh, mid-60s, I believe, when he died. And that was a long time ago, back in the 70s. But Will Wright, I'll put his picture on our webpage for this particular show, The Six Shooter, Helen Bricker. And you can just go into bestoldtimeradio.com backslash six-shooter-helen-bricker. And you can see a picture of Will Wright. Well, well known. And you'll immediately you'll go, aha, that's who that is. That's all we have for Thursday, uh, April 29th. In fact, that's all we have for the week. This one is, this one is in the books, folks. No more uh, of the last week of April. Next time we get together, it will be in May. 
And we're going to do a grab bag this weekend, and we're also going to do the archive show. So you stick around. We've got some good things lined up. Going to go out tonight with uh, two songs from 1954. The first one is uh, a song I actually remember a lot playing when I was a kid. It's called Hernando's Hideaway, and it's by, by the Archie Blyer Orchestra. Don't let the name scare you. This is catchy. You will like it. And then this, the next one, I believe, was the number one selling record of 1954. And it's by Kitty Callan. And just listen to how beautiful her voice was. And listen to the lyrics of this song. It is really, really, uh, well, they just say a lot. They just say a lot. The name of the song is Little Things Mean a Lot. And these are two songs that I have always loved, and they both came out in 1954, and they were both massive, massive bestsellers. All right, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening this week, everybody. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I'm so glad you met me. Secluded place, a place where no one knows your face. A glass of wine, a fast embrace. It's called Hernando's Hideaway. Ole, all you see are silhouettes, and all you hear are castanets. And no one cares how late it gets. Not at Hernando's Hideaway. Ole. Finger bowl or any place you go You will meet your Uncle Max and everyone you know But if you go to the spot that I am thinking of You will be free to gaze at me And talk of love Just knock three times Below, and you and I were sent by Joe. Then strike a match, and you will know you're in Hernando's hideaway. Ole.
Hernando's hide away. Blow me a kiss from across the room. Say I look nice when I'm not. Touch my hair as you pass my chair. Little things mean a lot. Give me your arm as we cross the street. Call me at six on the dot. A line a day when you're far away. Little things mean a lot. Don't have to buy me diamonds and pearls, champagne, sables, or such. I never cared much for diamonds and pearls. Cause honestly, honey, they just cost money. Give me your hand when I've lost the way. Give me your shoulder to cry on. Whether the day is bright or gray, give me your heart to rely on. Send me the warmth of a secret smile to show me you haven't forgot. For always and ever, now and forever, little things mean a lot. shoulder to cry on whether the day is bright or gray give me your heart to rely on send me the warmth of a secret smile to show me you haven't forgot that always and ever now and forever, little things mean.